0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and we're going to have a great conversation with Ellie Peterson today about meditative movement. But for those of you that are new to our show, I just want to tell you a little bit about us. Uh, Basically, my mom had dementia for 30 years, and I thought we needed to do things different and use various platforms to be able to reach people So our goal is to shift dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world by raising everyone's voice, pulling them into the conversation and hearing their side of the story um, and getting their ideas, getting their inspiration so that we can all all live better uh, and graciously along this disease. Now, today is a live show. And so if you have any questions or comments for Ellie or myself, you can call in at 323 870 4602 that's 323-870-4602 you can always listen later as well Um, But we hope that you will like click and share uh, the show with others because this is an important conversation I get a lot of questions about our opening music It's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band featuring Maya Dore. And you can always download that Excuse me on any of your favorite music platforms Now before I officially introduce Allie, I always like to do a few shout outs So uh, one, I like to mention Dementia Map Because Dementia Map is a global resource directory uh, that is fairly new, has wonderful support information, especially during COVID. Um, So check it out. There's 150 different categories. I think you'll be amazed, both as a family member or an individual living with the disease or a professional, what you will find on the site. We're growing all the time. It's free to use. You don't have to sign in. And for those who want to get on, uh, you can have a free listing or an enhanced listing. I'd be glad to talk more with you about that. Just reach out to me at radio at com. Now On top of that, I want to also uh, give a shout out to a couple of um, support groups, because I think it's so important for people to be able to connect. So uh, one of them I do is with Arthur Senior Living, and um, that is called Arthur's Memory Cafe. We do it the second and fourth Wednesday of each month at 1 p.m. Central Time. So that's 2 o'clock Eastern um, noon, Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific time, and that is virtual. Anyone is welcome to come. Just, to again, reach out to me on that. Uh, memory cafes are wonderful if you're looking for one in your area. Some have gone back um, into meeting in person. You can go to the Memory Cafe directory. Uh, dot com for more information there also i facilitate a group that is in person it meets monthly here in shoreview minnesota it's sponsored by brookdale north oaks and you know it's all about connecting with others that understand and we meet the last wednesday of each month at 10 a.m at the um, shoreview community center also coming up is a an important conference that i think people should attend it's uh compassion and choices and they talk about they really advocate for end of life and what are your choices and in fact they have a special tool if you're dealing with dementia or if you're like me and it's been in your family maybe it's something that you want to add to your health care directives um, go check out Compassion in Choices there you'll find out more about their October 6th event anyone is uh, welcome to to join that and then on October uh, 21st we'll be doing a um In person uh, presentation about shifting from crisis to comfort with dementia that is sponsored by the waters of White Bear Lake, uh, Minnesota, and that'll be at 4pm mass are required for that I have two international conferences, I'm just going to speak about quickly. One is the Plymouth International Virtual uh, Dementia Conference. They're going to be talking about the challenges and solutions working in a COVID world, and that is free. Um, The dates for that are October 27th, November 3rd and 10th. Um, Personally, I'll be speaking on the first day, October 27th, but you can find, again, more information out about that as we get a little closer. And then the last one is the... um, Research charity Brace is doing a conference November 2nd that is also online and that is entitled Dementia or Together for Dementia and they've got speakers uh, just like the other from around the world. I think it'll be a fascinating conversation so please check that out. We are going to hear from the foot bar walker really quick and then we will be back with Ellie. Introducing the life-changing footbar walker. I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The foot bar walker revolutionized my care of George. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000. thefootbarwalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the footbar walker? Do I ever. I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the footbar walker. And you can go to Dementia Map and find out more about the foot bar walker where you'll also get a uh, $50 coupon so you can get this fabulous walker uh, that really reduces injuries to both the patient and those caring for them for uh, $199. Well, let's get to our guest because this is a, I think this is a really important topic that we have today. Uh, Ellie Peterson is with us and she teaches a continuum of care staff volunteers family and friends how to use meditative uh, movements um, during your everyday you know process which I think is really important because it's hard to squeeze anything in Um, and by you know learning these movements people are able to really support uh, people with dementia And, you know, their loved ones, if they are residents or clients or or loved ones, it it doesn't make any difference. And the funny thing is, and the benefit is, is both of you are going to feel better and calmer. In fact, there was a study done in 2017 by the university of minnesota and they found that these simple movements really have big impact by reducing anxiety depression and fatigue while improving emotional and functional well-being so welcome ellie how are you today i'm awesome how are you (laughs) laurie i'm doing great you know i you know, we're focusing on dementia, but, you know, let's be real, guys. We all need to reduce our anxiety and stress in the world we're living today. <laughs> so much going on. And I know probably 75% of my friends, if not higher, have a hard time even watching the news. So, you know, this is something that will help us all. So I can't wait to to dig into this. But first, I always like to ask every guest if they've been personally touched by dementia in their own family or circle of friends. So Ellie, if you wouldn't mind taking that question first, and then we'll dive a little deeper. Absolutely. So my dad had Alzheimer's, uh, my grandfather as well, Um, not the grandfather from my dad's side, so it showed up in my mom's lineage as well. And so I'm very aware of the change in the individual. The changes that I experienced obviously were kind of lack of memory and recognition, which can be hard, and then sometimes violent behavior shows up, and that had been the case um, in some ways, and so really, I came from a large family, meaning I have six uh, alive brothers and sisters, and so all of us have our different opinions on what to do and that was important. My mom was alive so that was helpful from a standpoint of she could be making the decisions about his care and yet it impacts all of us. How do we embrace the change and take care of ourselves and love the person um, that is now affected by the disease? Okay. Well, first, I think we should start off with what is, you know, meditative movements, and then we'll get into how does that technique really help others. But why don't you explain what exactly that means? Yeah, a meditative movement involves physical movements. Our bodies are intended to move, and you kind of alluded to the, right, all of us need Avenues to do that, easy ways where most of us are very busy and have a lot of commitments. And the movements are designed to be done throughout a routine day. So they're simple, they're adaptable to anyone's physical ability. And then the breath is incorporated. There's lots of studies to show how the breath in and of itself calms you down. And so when we can focus on that gift, because that allows us to be here, um, we naturally are in sync with life. And then the real differentiator is listening to your own voice speaking. You had shared that, um, that that's the goal really of what you're doing, is to bring all of our voices together. And so the technique uh, uses spoken affirmations, and these are considered core value. It's about affirming your humanness. I am, I believe, I trust, and then how do you want to experience life? And I would say, like, I want to be safe, I want to feel happy, and we can do that. We tend to give our power away, and so there's also movements that help to release. Uh, because we know that if we're fearful or angry, um, they're normal emotions, and yet if we act upon those, it's probably not in the best interest of ourselves or those that we're trying to interact with. Sure, sure. Well, thank you for that that definition. I think that helps people out there. Um, why don't we talk about you know the technique exe- itself and how it's used, you know, with the, with the variety of healthcare staff out there? Um, and then I am sure our uh, some of our listeners are our families and people living with dementia. They probably want to know how that works for them as well. Sounds good. So continuum of care staff at the facility, so if your loved one is there, uh, activity directors, uh, professionals, anybody actually that works at a facility could do a group class, and I've done that as others have as well, and they tend to be an hour, which most people say, no, our people with dementia can only really Keep attention for like a half hour and I, that's not true for meditative movements they actually I think it's because it's so interactive they're engaged and um, that it makes the difference and then it can be used one-on-one so the story I like to share is that let's say in a group class you're teaching and you're aware of Susie's background and you know that she's had some abuse in the past and you perform the i am safe meditative movement, and she's crying and That's a real gift to be able to shed tears because again, we are meant to do that. That's a release for us um to you know to have tears and to uh, allow yourself to heal and then mm-hmm. let's say that you're an activity director or a nurse, and you go back into her room and you see that she's anxious, you could perform the movement again. And Lori, you brought up that they're short. They're like two to four minutes. So it's something that's very quick that you can do. And then you... <laughs> The caregiver, in this case, at the facility, uh, you find that you're not feeling supported or strong, and so you could perform the movement on your own to boost your own energy. Maybe you need to do a releasing one to let go of something because you're frustrated with how things are going, and yet, again, that's not the energy you want to be giving. So it can be used in... Uh, at a facility that way. And then a lot of people that I come in contact with, friends, loved ones, they like learning the technique so that when they're with their loved one in whatever capacity, they know too that if someone's getting anxious or asking a question a lot, they have a way to um, redirect the attention in a way that is helpful. Wonderful. Yeah, it's it's so critical that it's it's short and kind of flexible to be able to slide into your day. I um, and then um, mixed with the breathing. I do a lot of breathing when I get anxious (laughs) just take those deep breaths. And, you know, I'm always telling people it's amazing how that can just shift your whole body, mind and heart in just you know a few short seconds doing something naturally it doesn't cost you anything you can do it while you're driving the car or doing a task um you know all of those things are are so important that to have that that simplicity what kind of feedback are you getting from from people because I know that like communities and stuff can you actually have a, a certificate program that they can go through so that they can do these trainings and stuff themselves um, what kind of feedback are you getting and how long is that program you know you know some of them are hours and hours and in others of them don't take that long so um, what's the process of your certification and then what are you hearing back from people Yeah, it's short. It's an hour, hour and a half. And it depends on who you are and what you want to accomplish. With a pandemic, I've reduced the training to three movements, ones that you can do, again, with any one, any ability. And you would learn the technique, then practice on your own. And they are simple. A lot has to do with your learning style, like how long do you want to practice. And a lot of the people that are providers at a facility um, really want to internalize it, Um, and so you get the video and written directions as well, and then you can test out. You can um, answer some simple questions, so if somebody else asks you about it, you know the answer, and it's simple like the research study that you referenced, and then it involves um, a community building as well, an opportunity to share kind of stories and connecting, and the feedback I'll go, because you had a two-part question. One is I wanted to share that I was at a class and I was ready to leave. It was an hour class. And Jane, who is one of the residents, said, what are you going to do today? And I said, "Hmm, I don't have a lot on my calendar. And Carol's sitting next to her. And she said, well, I know you will be safe with whatever you do. And that really warms my heart because I have... For example, Gary was in class and we're doing the I Am Safe meditative movement and he asked the question, is somebody going to come in here and shoot us? And I answered, no, you're safe. And so when we are challenged, right, mentally, thoughts come up, the past can come up. And so when we're aware of that, the goal for all of us are to be in the present moment. And that's actually a gift that dementia people I would offer have is that they are more present in the moment. And yet, how our brain works, it has associations. And so the I Am Safe meditative movement is a great one. Um, that can be done. And according to Melissa, who's an activity director, she said it makes a huge difference on the resident's energy level and behavior, helps them feel grounded and centered. And she likes to use the technique uh, in the afternoon when they're starting to feel more agitated and might have upset feelings. And then I'll finish with Cami Bryant, who's a certified dementia practitioner with uh, Teepa Snow's program. She said that she was really looking for a movement program and one that, could be used at any level and she considered it it's not overwhelming and I think that's why it's easy for um, people with dementia to practice for a longer period of time she considers it's failure free and she said they love doing the movements and for her she made a mistake and she said the residents caught it they were practicing the right Uh way and she was laughing with you you see you guys are learning, and you corrected me because <laughs> I made a mistake, so it's that kind of stuff that you know for me to hear that really warms my heart, yeah, that's those are you know when you know that people get it and they feel the belief um in what you're doing they you know they see you know they see with their own eyes, they feel with their own heart. What is happening and the the result and the calmness that it brings and the connectiveness. Um, there's just you can't compare that stuff to really anything. It's one of those priceless moments, I think, uh, in terms of, of pushing you forward and, and keeping you keeping you in the game, because I'm sure there's times. You know, with with any business where you're just like ready to call it quits. And it's those moments that that matter most, I think, and say, no, this is really needed. And, uh, you know, no matter what is happening, you know, we're all dealing with COVID and life has gotten topsy-turvy. Or, you know, even the one person said, am I going to get shot? That goes through a lot of people's minds these days when they leave their house. And, you know, we need to be able to find comfort within and um, the resolve to move forward and, and still live life fully. So I think, you know, meditative movements is really a gift um, to all of us um, at, at so many different levels with that. And I would really encourage communities to get involved with this um, because we know we need to keep our residents and our clients Um, safe and calm that goes not only for for residential communities but you know home health care agencies and so forth excuse me (laughs) allergy season in minnesota here i go (laughs) sorry sorry about that and and maybe you want me to do a movement so you can get some water and we can practice along does that sound like a plan that that sounds perfect that sounds perfect thank you Let's do the I relax and then we can see how much time we have and because the I'm safe is a fun one too. So I invite people to you can be seated or standing. Again, the only rule on meditative movements is no pain. And feel your connection. Hopefully your feet are touching the ground and you feel that groundedness. That's really important as well that we pay attention to as we walk or move throughout. Um, our day that we're paying attention to, that we are on solid ground. So Mm -hmm. feel that connection. And then I invite you to place your body in a position where it feels comfortable. If you're working on the computer quite a bit, I bet your back is probably hunched over. And meditative movements, again, is just an easy way for you to um, be more aware of how you are conducting yourself throughout the day. So this gives you an opportunity to be in an upright position, and Laurie had said too, right? You could practice it as you drive, or not so much driving, maybe if you're waiting for a stoplight, but yep. place your body in a position. <laughs> And then I invite you, we do the physical movement four times to ensure that you're aware of your body because if you just woke up, um, maybe your neck is a little sore or a lot of us hold tension in our neck and shoulders. So I invite everybody to lift your shoulders up, notice how you feel that tension and then bring one shoulder down and then the other shoulder. Let's try it again. Bring your shoulders up and it's important to know you're creating that tension in your body. Bring a shoulder down and then the other shoulder. So that was two. We're going to do two more so that you can get more in touch with how you need to adapt the movement. Bring your shoulders up. And then one shoulder down and then the other shoulder. And then the last one with just the physical movement, bringing your shoulders up, one shoulder comes down and the other shoulder. So we're going to integrate the breath. And we'll do four breaths. We'll do a breath and then the movement so you can see how the breath interacts. And when your exhalations are longer than your inhalation, you actually relax more. So I invite you to do the movement slowly um, because we're going to be stationary. So we're going to take a deep breath, inhaling. Exhaling, you bring your shoulders up and then bring one shoulder down and then the other shoulder. So let's try it again. Another breath, inhaling exhaling, bringing your shoulders up, feeling that tension that you're creating. Bring one shoulder down and then the other shoulder. So each time you do that, I hope you're feeling the relaxation. Again, the muscles are able to move and your bones, your whole body is responding. We're going to do two more with the breath and the movement. We're going to inhale. We're going to exhale, bringing the shoulders up. One shoulder down, and then the other shoulder. And then last one, we inhale. Exhaling, bringing the shoulders up. One shoulder down, and then the other shoulder. Now what we're going to do, Lori and guests, we're going to add the affirmation. I shared a little bit, I think already, that they're core value affirmations. And the reason is that there's different types, like you can affirm that, oh, my business is just thriving. And that's an outside behavior-based something that you're affirming. Or somebody can say, wow, this meal you cooked is awesome. And that's fun to hear. The technique is about affirming yourself so that you're not behavior-based, meaning that, like, if you put all of your effort into um, doing something, and that's where you think you're valuable, which, you know, what you're doing is valuable. Yet, we need to be able to separate that, like, you, Lori, are valuable. You don't even need to do anything else. You are valuable in and of itself. And so that's kind of the idea is that sometimes we can associate, no, I can only relax if I'm having a drink of wine or I can only relax if I'm in a hot tub. I can only relax if, um, right, nobody else is around. Um, so that isn't how life works. And this technique is about being relaxed and then being able to go throughout your day in that state. So that you can be effective because when you are relaxed and calm, you really are more effective than if you're um, anxious or afraid of what's coming. So let's add the affirmation. You're going to speak and I really recommend you do it out loud. It is important to hear your own voice. And so we'd say I with your shoulders up and then it's the. As you bring one shoulder down, it's re, and then as the other shoulder comes down, it's lax. So you can do that a little faster if you want, meaning you like having words together. So, Lori, it gets a little trickier with people listening, right? They're not seeing, although it's on the website. Is there mm-hmm. anything that's unclear on your from your standpoint that I ought to um, explain more before we do it? Nope. No, I, I thought you did a nice job. And like you said, it is a little bit more difficult when you're just hearing the audio. And that's, you know, one of the nice things that you have with the video, um, you know, presentations and stuff and training that you do with that. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we're ready. We know the movement. We've added the breath and those will stay the same so we can add the affirmation. So I invite you to take a deep breath inhaling. Exhaling, bringing those shoulders up. And that's when you say I. One shoulders down, it's relax. And I'll invite us to just pause because I want to share a little bit mind-body connection. You can start with your mind and say you're relaxed. Your body will follow. You can work with your body and have it be relaxed and your mind will follow. This is the connection and hopefully doing both so you kind of get a double hit. (laughs) So let's try it again. We're going to inhale. Exhale, bringing those shoulders up. Owning your own power. I relax. And so did you bring your shoulders a little quicker? That's how I said it. And I'll say it one more time and then I'll be quiet so those of you that are practicing can hear your own voice because that's really, really important for you to listen to. You know, do you believe what you're saying? So let's inhale. Exhaling, bringing the shoulders up. I relax. So last. One And again, I'll be quiet so that those of you that are speaking out loud in your own home, maybe you're in your car, wherever you're listening to Lori's, um, this podcast, um, let's take a deep breath, inhaling, exhaling, bringing those shoulders up. And then I do invite you to feel your body. Is your mind relaxed? Is your body relaxed? And then knowing you can go through your day in this state, and if you notice, oh, there, I'm getting my mind going and telling me I got all this stuff to do. Well, it's true that I have a list of things that I want done, yet let's see if I can be relaxed. So again, bringing yourself back into the relaxed state by practicing the movement. And again, people are reporting, it's simple. And if you would practice it probably today and tomorrow, you'd have it down. So it is an easy tool to use. You can do it, um, if you're doing it like in a meeting and you're stressed out, (laughs) probably don't want to say your affirmations out loud. Yeah, you can bring yourself to that state, just like athletes. They do a whole bunch of physicals. So if you're a basketball player, you practice, you do your shots. But there's so much of their skill that is done mentally. And that's what I'd offer. Uh, You practice the movement when you have the opportunity, and then you use it um, anytime you need it throughout the day because you want to be relaxed. Yep. Yep. We all need to be relaxed. We just function better when we're relaxed. You know, we have a better day when we're relaxed. So these things are really such um, key, key elements. Now, um, thank you for sharing for sharing those. I think both, both um, exercises were really helpful. Um, I want to talk about, you know, there has been some research done. On meditative movements and you know, so there's evidence behind this. Why don't we talk about that, that uh, research a little bit, if you don't mind uh, sharing that with us. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. There's an organization called Pathways, and I am located in Minneapolis, Minnesota as well. And Pathways offers uh healing modalities to people with chronic illness, and that can be anywhere from cancer to fibromyalgia to um, what are some other, um, <laughs> autism, any of those that... Um, Uh, kind of fall under that umbrella. And so I worked with individuals. It was a 12-week study. It was a high-end study, meaning that the tools that were used are highly regarded in the field of research. And what we did was introduce people to the technique, and they were introduced to 25 different movements. And they were to practice for 30 to 45 minutes per day. And there were a starting point. So before the research um, project started, they took an inventory of, are you depressed? Are you anxious? And then they did physical movements as well. They also wanted to see if your blood pressure changed and some other factors. And so all of those Um, markers were taken. And then there were two different times that we looked at how people were responding to the technique, one at eight weeks and then one at 12. And they were seeing changes physically within um, people. Mentally is the biggest changes that they were seeing. And that's why it it has been shown to reduce the anxiety, depression, and fatigue. We get tired when our mind is racing so much that sometimes... It, and well, hopefully you just experienced, you're seeing that the mind-body connection is there, that if your mind is really not in the present moment, you will be physically tired because you're you're fighting something that doesn't kind of technically even exist. It's just in your mind. And so... Um, they practiced the movements. It was fortunate for me because then I interacted with people that were part of the research study. And people had some resistance to the technique. One was that they weren't used to saying nice things about themselves. So there's an I love meditative movement. And I remember uh, one of the participants saying, you want me to do what? <laughs> and I said, I want you to say I'm loved with the intent that y- all of us are responsible for loving ourselves first. And yet I'm older and know that that might have been considered selfish. That was, I was, uh, what was the uh, snobby, right? When we, you're not supposed to really like yourself. You're supposed to like yep. other people. And as we know now, self-care really is about taking care of yourself first. You can't give. And I like telling somebody, okay, pretend you have a penny. That's how much self-care you've been giving yourself. And now I ask you for a nickel. You can't even do it. You are not full. You have depleted yourself with good intention. And I look at it as forgiving, um, right, what we've been taught it's unfortunately not true. We really need to take time for ourselves in multiple ways, physical movement, mental enjoyment, you know, what are you doing for fun? So those are all an important factor. So back to the woman that said, I'm supposed to do that. And it's like, I think you are. Because you mm-hmm. need to love yourself and then it's much easier for others to love you. And then they, when we do that, I don't know about you, Lori, but I have a whole bunch of judgments on things that <laughs> about myself. And when I can love those, it's much easier for me to be accepting about other people. Plus, I don't need them to... Give me things um, from an emotional standpoint. I'm already filled up. And then I can hopefully give from that open, loving heart, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Oh, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Like I said, I I just... um, So impressed with the simplicity in in how you've put this all together and how you've pivoted during COVID to really be able to help people and do it at a reduced price as well, um, to be able to get this into more people's hands, because not only are, you know, are the um, ones that we care for stressed, but Um, the carers themselves you know if they're professional or family everybody's just kind of on high alert right now I know everyone's like you know are they gonna are they gonna fund the government or are we gonna default you know and I I just got an email that popped in saying they they approved it finally so that one's off our plate and there's only you know 142 other major crises going (laughs) on in the world but you know it's just a time where um and, again, I've always been one when I stepped into this space with Alzheimer's Speaks to look at, you know, um, our commonalities versus our differences. And I think this is one that just really hits the the nail on the head that says we all deal with this. This will be helpful for all of us. So, you know, if you go in approaching this task and getting certified as helping yourself as well, um, I think you'll get even more out of it. Um, Just knowing that you, you are, uh, you know, you have a lot in common with somebody with dementia and you are feeling a lot of the same things. They might be triggered by different things, but we're all struggling, you know, with stress and anxiety and depression. If we want to admit it or not, that's a normal part of life. It just seems like it's, you know, it's, it's escalated here um, lately. And I think the more calmness in peace, we can bring into the world um, the easier it's going to be for all of us to live live a better life, and to be able to connect on a higher level, and a deeper level too, which I think is is very very important. Um, if somebody is interested to um, bringing meditative movements into their community or into their organization, are you doing live presentations or? You know, how how does that work right now? And do you, you know, you're located in Minnesota like me. Do you travel? Um, where are you sitting with things right now? <laughs> I do. I will travel. Uh, I have done a training uh, in Baltimore, and people uh, received the movements beforehand. And then I did the training, and they were able to test out. So I accommodate or customize the training to what people need. I too will invite you to check out Dementia Map. I have put I do a free class on Saturday. So it's I know this is right A uh, one movement you've experienced so far. Maybe we'll have time for another one so you can uh be more in tune with it. It is important to be um right, have the information for people that if you are proct- or with your loved one Um, That's easy. You don't need to really go by anybody else, meaning an executive director and say, I'd really like to take this training um, or if you want to bring it into the facility. So I do help with that as well because it's a different skill. There are a lot of people that um, want these types of healing modalities to to be brought into the facility, and I can help with that as well. Similar to Tammy, she's in California, and um, she's bringing it in and wants the techniques throughout the organization. Um, And then I do have an October 17th, it's a Sunday, that... um, People will practice the movements. Um, It's on the Dementia Map um, website on their events calendar and that would be great to invite the person that if you're someone that right is sharing the technique and wanting to bring it into the organization that would be a perfect way to do it and then you can ask questions or it's for volunteers I didn't bring that up either that at least in Minnesota volunteers are able to come into facilities again now which Lori you talked about that how much help the staff needs so maybe I'll pause and let you talk a little bit about how people that learn the technique could bring it in and really help Um, oh I think this would be absolutely fabulous especially for um, shift changes I mean just to be able to pass that wand and have time to calm down before you go home or before you start in and of itself because you know I mean I talk with staff all over the world and they are all saying the same thing, and we all hear this on the news. And I'm sure uh, the employers are hearing it and feeling it as well. They are getting burnt out, and there, you know, we have to we have to somehow, you know, um, just give them, you know, a big snuggle and tell them it's going to be okay, and we're there supporting them, trying different ways to help them reduce their levels of stress and to be able to cope with these really difficult times. That they're going through and you know we're seeing you know such a staff shortage all around and i think i think you know we really need to look at what are we giving our staff in our positions these days what's missing and i think some of that is uh are these supportive elements like meditative movement and other things or you know i've created a program called compassionate uh, conscious compassionate care um, that just allows people to be able to vent and talk in a constructive fashion. Um, people need a release and meditative movements is releasing you know our mind, our body, and our soul kind of all at one point in a really easy um, a- adaptable fashion and one that can be um, accessed at any time and and completed and and giving staff permission to if they're feeling really stressed maybe they have to step away for a moment and just get centered and just take that breath and and take a couple of of moments and you know and and, um get rebalanced so that they can move forward in a constructive healthy fashion for everybody and um you know i know that that is very difficult to work in Um, you know communities will say we just don't have time And I guess my attitude is you can't miss this piece. You know, you're all in drier straits out there and, and, and patients and, and residents and families are, and your clients are all counting on you. And the last thing you want is for an abusive situation or a neglect situation, which, you know, we're hearing from some they feel are on the rise. You can't afford that in your reputation. You know, you need to maintain that. This is something you could easily share with families as well. You know, again, when you when you hire for something like this, look at who all can benefit and leverage that. Because that will be appreciated by all. And again, by saying, you know, it's not just our our clients, but it's our staff and it's our maybe it's your vendors, maybe it's your family members. But by by embracing that, inviting everybody into the fold, says we understand, we're right there with you, and and we're we want to support you, and this is something you know to me that really can help build your team effort, um, which has gotten pretty mismatched when you're short staffed and you're you're pulling in temps all the time, and. And again, you know, some people will argue, well, we're not doing that. Well, you know, I, I, I will stand pretty firm on that and say, then you are a rarity in mm-hmm. today's world. And so I, I really believe we can do small things that have huge impact. We just have to be willing to change our delivery systems. We have to look from a different angle because what we're seeing isn't what we used to see. And so we have to change. We just exactly. have to change. Yeah. yeah, and so, I think that's the invitation, right, mm-hmm. is that how do we do it together, and that's what I love, <laughs> right, what you were saying, how the voice is important, and that's with meditative movements. It's the critical piece with owning the I and those of us that, you know, have the processing that and listening, there's a big mm-hmm. piece on, and that's why I appreciate all that you do in your um right your different avenues that you're listening to people, allowing them to give voice to what their concerns are, and then so the releasing types of movements are important as well because when we're feeling. Um, resistance to change and maybe we can do that movement if you want so people get a sense of that that right we're used to doing it the same way and (laughs) now it takes more or some effort and yet that's what it's all about right (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. to learn new ways to do things and be excited about it um so should we try the I release resistance or how are you doing, uh, on yeah, time? Yeah, I think that would be great. We've got we've got about twelve minutes, so we're good. Okay. So I invite people. This you do need space, and I like sharing that when we deal with difficult emotions, and all of us feel it. It really has. A, Factor of will you feel it? So I will back up and say that I work in the recovery community, and I started shoving my feelings. I didn't want to feel them, uh, and or in that happens to in any addiction, uh, you cover start covering them up because you don't know how to release them. Um, so it's important to feel them, to acknowledge them, and yet to release them from your body. So I'll. We're going to do use meditative movements to release resistance to change is going to be the focus. Um, but any emotion, like I release anxiety, it's allowing your body to feel it and to process it. So I like to share, too, the uh, stroke of insight by Jill Bolte-Taylor. Let's say that, Lori, you had an anxious thought. You can expect to feel anxiety in your body. Right, that connection that I was just explaining, hopefully people yeah. felt the um, simple movement, that it takes 90 seconds for that chemical reaction to leave your body. So my recommendation is once you feel any of those, you would do a meditative movement and most people could say, okay, I can do that for 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. So... With that kind of an, as an explanation, I invite everybody, if there's something you're being invited to change, to view that as we practice the eye release resistance. And it starts with your hands together. And you do need space, because your hands are gonna come all the way out to the side. You press your hands together as hard as you possibly can and notice what it's like to feel that resistance physically in your body. You lace the fingers together and then bring your hands forward. So now you're stretching, you feel the back stretch and then you open your hands all the way out to the side. So let's try that again. You're gonna prayer position, hands are together at heart center, you press, you feel that resistance. Again, you can call to mind whatever it is that you're being invited to change and that you do feel you're resisting. Lace those fingers together, bring the arms forward, feel the stretch. Notice how intertwined. It isn't that simple to change those (laughs) that have been doing it. Know that just like if you look at your fingers intertwined, that's kind of how it is. And yet we're going to let them go, the hands go, and you open to what's new and what is going to work. So feeling the resistance back to heart center once more, lacing the fingers together, bringing the hands together, and then you're going to open. And I'm going to go to the breath right away. We're going to inhale, hands are together, creating that resistance. And notice that you're doing it. Hands are laced together, coming forward, all the way forward, and then you let go. And I like to say if I can create resistance, I can also let it go and create other things that are more helpful. Feeling the resistance in your body as you press your hands together, lacing those fingers together, coming forward and opening. This time, I'm going to do three of each. So three with the physical movement and the breath. So let's try it again. Inhaling, pressing together, feeling that resistance, Exhaling, hands come forward, and then you release. I'm going to add that affirmation again. It's inhaling, creating that resistance. It's I. As you lace your fingers together, coming forward, it's release. So you have the intention to do it. And then you do need to let it go. So hands separate and come out to the side. We're going to do another one. Inhale as you press your hands together. Feel that resistance. Release the resistance a little bit as you say I. Lace the fingers together as you move your hands forward, saying release. As your hands come all the way out to the side, it's resistance. Let's do two more. Pressing the hands together, noticing how you're creating the resistance to life, to what is. Exhaling, release it, it's I. Hands come forward, release. Hands are open, resistance. And we've got one more. Hands are together at heart center. Again, calling to mind. You can let it all go on this one. Inhaling, creating that resistance exhaling, I, hands come forward, release, resistance. And then it's a good one to go in if you want, if you say, well, what do I do? I've been resisting this change all along. Maybe you do the I relax. I'm going to relax with whatever comes now. So just Mm -hmm. an idea. (laughs) It's beautiful. I mean, I I felt the difference just doing it, you know, just that short period of time, guys, doesn't have to be a lot, you know, to to get you moved through. Um, And I felt, and I don't feel overly anxious today, so I can't imagine if I was, but I mean, I just felt um, a great lift, you know, off my shoulders when I went to release. It just put a smile on my face. And like I said, I'm not feeling overly anxious or anything today, but it was just, it it gave me a way to remove that. And I think sometimes we don't slow down enough to know we're even dealing with what we're dealing with because we're so used to stuffing it down and staying in control. Um, But there is, there's such a beauty in being able to let go. And I think it's one of the hardest lessons that we have because... As humans, I think we are taught to control everything, and there's just so much we can't and we, we need to we need to just move on and you know not not keep dragging it up and bringing it up, just going, okay, that was instead of that is. Um, so exactly. Thank you so much. Anything that we didn't cover, um, I just think you gave us so much wonderful information. Um, I'll share that there are over 140 different movements. The ones in the training are focused on uh, for dementia individuals, and there's about 25 that are applicable for their ability. And then if you're a caregiver, it really is good to do some uh, cardio workouts, strengthening. Uh, most of the ones that are done with um in the dementia space are flexibility and balance. And it does help them too, with uh, reducing the risk of falling. And I am really pleasantly, surprised I guess at they're very aware of their surroundings and so when I do like the I am supported meditative movement really encourage them just like I did I think when we did the I relax to feel your feet on the ground so safety I know is important for all of us Uh, and for them to then really feel that and be in touch with you know as they move off of carpet onto some other surface that they're aware. And this can help them with that um, Mm -hmm. as a way to really direct their, um, because it's body awareness um, mostly um, as when they're moving around, their brain is working as well. So it's that training and I think the affirmations, our core value, in particular, are why they are drawn to the technique because they're voicing that they can hear themselves, and so they are reaffirming that. Mm-hmm. So thank Wonderful. you, Lori, so much for letting me be on your show. Oh, this has been this has been fabulous. I really encourage people to go to um, Ellie's website, which is meditativemovements with an S on the end. dot com movements dot com. And there you can find the study as well. You can actually go to meditativemovements.com forward slash research, and you'll find more details on the study that she was talking about. Do you want to give um, an email or a phone number, or do you prefer people contact you through the the website? Yeah, well, I'll do an email. It's Ellie, so E-L-L-I-E, at themeditativemovements.com. And my phone number, too, you can reach me, 612-710-3415. Love to connect and, again, let me know if there's anything I can help with. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time and for the work that you're doing and sharing with the world. You really are making a a huge difference, Ellie. And um, I'm thrilled to have you on dementia maps. I would encourage people to go there and look and and check out her classes that she's offering. And again, for communities and businesses, uh, organizations. Uh, you know, call her in, let her support you and and help you all through this process. And and I would imagine you work with businesses outside the healthcare arena as well, because this applies to anybody. Am I correct in stating that? If not, you know, cut me off <laughs> at the knees. <laughs> no, it does. I do like creating positive energy in the workplace. And you are right. Everybody's looking for stress reduction activities. <laughs> yep. And that's if you're, you know, if your staff are, are live and in person or if they're working from home, you know, this can be done through video conferences as well. And uh, people working it. at home, you might not see that they're stressed and they might not tell you that they're stressed, um, but it's it's almost impossible to escape. It's really a given these days. So, again, thank you so much for our listeners. Again, I hope you like, click, and share this uh, important episode. I think you will, uh, just by listening, get so much out of this. And um, if you have any further questions or comments or want to be a guest yourself, just reach out to me at radio at alzheimerspeaks.com. Have a blessed uh, week, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye now.